Hey guys, it's Monday, January 18th, 2021, and you're listening to an episode of the Charge or Die podcast. As always, I am your host, Brad Isalike, and I'm here to talk to you about uh, the electric vehicle future that we're barreling towards at seemingly the speed of sound at this point. Um, we've got two big announcements to talk about from Kia doing their vehicle teasers. They've got seven new electric cars apparently coming in the next couple of years. Uh, but the big bulk of the show is going to be talking about GM and their Ultium presentation at CES last week. Uh, GM dumped a ton of stuff about what they're working on when it comes to the Ultium battery technology, motor technology, and platform technology. Uh, so it's, I think, worth being excited about because secretly I think GM might have the cream of the crop stuff going on and people just really haven't caught on to it quite yet uh so all that and more on this week's episode of the charge or die podcast so kicking things off with the news we'll touch on whatever this thing seems to be that kia has happening in the very near future. Uh, They've teased seven new electric vehicles that are all going to be based on an all-new platform with new battery technology and new motor technology uh, that's promising to deliver somewhere around 300-ish miles of electric range, um, the ability to fully charge a battery uh, in less than 40 minutes, and, you know, be able to be configured in a wide variety of sizes and styles to meet the demands of the electric future at Kia. This, of course, is interesting because uh, Hyundai is about to launch Ionic as an electric vehicle brand uh, internationally. Uh, Ionic is about ready to show off their first EV model, the 5, in the very near future. So Kia doing 7 all at once is (laughs) definitely seems like it's asking uh, for some level of attention. Uh, More or less, the 7 consists of, you know, it's three SUVs or crossover SUVs. Uh, two sedans, and two uh, heavy-duty business class vehicles. So uh, the three crossovers are varying in different sizes and expectations, uh, the smallest of which appears to be kind of a sporty one with some coupish elements. Uh, I'm guessing that's probably going to be the second-generation Miro. I wouldn't be surprised to see Kia put that on the all-new platform, make it electric only, uh, and really just kind of go full tilt into the EV future with the Miro. Uh, The Miro EV right now in the U.S. is only sold in select states. So hopefully this is going to kind of be a broad release of the Miro uh, going forward. The second one has some elements that are very similar to the uh, Soul EV that's sold in Europe and Asia. Uh, we were supposed to get the Soul EV here in the U.S. for its second iteration. Uh, they ended up pulling the plug at like the last second. Um, Kia really didn't specifically say why, other than it was you know programming changes. Um, but considering that it was using the same battery pack, a similar platform, motors, and other things from the uh, Ionic Electric, the Kona Electric, and the Nero Electric all of which have had pretty serious production constraints with batteries and so on and so forth. Uh, Not doing the Soul here in volume makes some level of sense, but at the same time, you know, the Soul is the most popular Kia uh, model on sale right now. Why you wouldn't do an electric version, I don't know. Uh, So this new thing, whatever it is, uh, appears to be kind of remedying that situation. 
Um, I'm wondering if it's maybe going to be some kind of evolved styling of the current car with the new battery pack and motors, or if it's going to be an all-new Soul EV Plus or something, but, you know, it's got that square shape, it's got the thing that people like, and I'm sure they're going to sell a bunch of them uh, once they eventually go on sale. Uh, the big thing that I think I'm most curious about, at least in terms of the crossovers and SUVs, is something that looks very much like a Telluride uh, and will likely be completely battery-powered. Uh, if Kia is going to do a full battery Telluride, uh, that is a big shot across the bow uh, at Tesla in the Model X, uh, simply because, one, the Telluride is incredibly popular. They can't build enough of them as it is. Uh, the styling of it, you know, really seemed to hit a nail with a lot of people uh, on the head, uh, offering a full battery electric version with a dual motor system, you know, potentially with as much as 300 miles of electric range and that fast charging capability, um, I think makes a really good case for itself for Kia going forward. Um, I, I don't know, it could be a very cool thing, or, you know, it's just a something that slots in between the Sorento and the Telluride that's NEV and I suppose in the broadest of sense, that's probably a good thing too. Uh, the two sedans are kind of a bit of a curiosity. One looks like it's more of a Forte size sedan, one looks like it's more of an Optima size sedan. They both seem to have some pretty uh, edgy, you know, futuristic styling elements to them. Um, you know, if Kia is going to be continuing to kind of move up market in some weird and interesting ways. Uh, again, taking a shot at the Model 3 and the Model S seems like a smart move, especially if they're able to do, you know, what they've done with everyone else, where they offer similar technology, uh, similar performance at, you know, 75% of the price. Um, if they're able to build something that's Model 3-esque for, you know, instead of starting at 36000 and starting, you know, under thirty, that's going to be... Uh, an interesting and very compelling entry into, uh, you know, the EV space. And, you know, continuing to bet on sedans, I think, is a smart move for a lot of car companies. And Kia kind of leading the way with the um, the Optima and the K5, you know, or sorry, not the Optima, but the K5 and the uh, Forte, you know, it seems like a smart play, I guess, when it comes to EVs. What is particularly interesting is their business stuff. Uh, e looks like Kia's got a big van, big delivery van that they're working on, something that is uh, classed up to go up against, you know, the new Rivian uh, electric van, the uh, GM van, which we'll talk about in a little bit, um, the new Ford Transit electric that's going to be coming out. Um, you know, basically everybody seems to be getting into this space, and Kia doing that, uh, again, if Kia can deliver a lower price with similar performance, um, with interesting styling cues, I think, you know, it makes a good case for itself because honestly, with businesses doing a diesel van or a gas van just doesn't make sense anymore. You know, these vans aren't traveling a significant number of miles each day. Uh, when they do, they're often at lower speeds in urban environments. Um, a van is going to save you a lot of money on fuel and maintenance costs. And, you know, Kia getting into the game, I think, is a smart play on their behalf. I, however, am more interested in this compact thing that they showed off, which bears some resemblance to that soul-ish EV, um, and kind of, you know, 
I guess we're basing it on what some of its competitors in Europe are doing. We're thinking of like something like the Zoe van that's coming out, the Renault Zoe van, where it's basically a Zoe hatchback with the uh, rear passenger compartment gutted uh, and turned into a cargo space. Uh, doing that with a Soul EV would make a ton of sense, not just in Europe, but in North America as well. Um, with, you know, a 300 mile range with a quick charging thing uh, at the right price, you know, again, business case, you're saving on fuel, you're saving on maintenance costs. Uh, it's a smart, smart way to go. So I'm really interested to see what Kia is getting into there. Um, I think we're still a few days out from knowing anything else, um, but Kia, you know, Based on the last three to five years, uh, don't count them out. I, I think Kia and Hyundai really kind of hold an interesting set of keys when it comes to the EV future, and uh, they're definitely the ones to watch out for. So, yeah. But uh, after the bump, we will talk about a brand that knows exactly what they're doing when it comes to EVs and did a huge presentation about it uh, last week at CES. So, be back in just a second to talk about General Motors. So last week at CES, GM held a big press conference again to talk about kind of the future of the company when it relates to mobility, technology, so on and so forth. Uh, and, you know, it's really no surprise that GM made a big splash because they've been using CES the last few years to launch new products and technologies, you know, in a broad capacity. And uh, this year, you know, they're highlighting the Ultium stuff. So if you're not fully familiar with what Ultium is, Ultium is a combination of battery technology, uh, motor technology, and platform technology at GM that's going to basically be the basis for all of their new electric vehicles starting late this year uh, ad infinium gm is partnering with honda on this technology as well where honda is going to be licensing uh, the platform batteries and motors to use in their own vehicles uh, and i think there are a few other partners that are going to be doing things with gm as well yeah uh, really the only thing that really makes it different is that gm is building all of their batteries in-house and they've developed this new pouch technology that allows them to build these super high capacity energy dense cells um, that can go into really wild configurations to fit specific needs so um, you can have these you know six cell configurations that you know have I, I don't know how many kilowatt hours per cell but you know something that's really small and compact doesn't need a lot of power can be as efficient as possible in its own little thing uh, you can stack them in weird ways to fit different interior configurations as you see fit. Um, so they showed in like a digital model where one vehicle had like a shallow stack of these Ultium batteries in it and then another had um, that shallow stack and then had a T configuration like the old uh, Volt chassis had, um, perhaps for like a luxury car. Um, the, the, the model had Cadillac wheels on it, so I'm guessing it's probably um, for the Celestique. Uh, and then they had like a full double stack unit, which had the Hummer wheels on it um, that kind of show, you know, what a maximum full delivery of this battery technology is going to be able to do. Um, but, you know, 
it's not only just the battery, it's the motors where GM is saying that these are going to be some of the most efficient motors out in the marketplace. Competing with Tesla, I think, is where they're trying to get to. Uh, and given GM's track record with, you know, electric vehicles, oh, say the past decade or so, uh, I don't see any reason why they wouldn't be able to get close to, if not surpass Tesla in terms of motor efficiency. Um, but, you know, that all kind of remains to be seen. And then lastly, you know, it's the platform. This platform is going to be, you know, under a compact electric crossover up to, you know, something like the size of the Hummer EV. Um, you're going to be able to do a lot of different things. You're going to be able to tow. You're going to be able to haul. You're going to be able to be a really efficient city car. Yada, yada, yada. So GM is basically saying, hey, we're going to be building the electric cars of the future on this technology. This is what we're here to show off. So we already know about the Hummer. We already know about the Cadillac Lyric. Uh, this is the first full details that we've had about the Celestique Halo luxury vehicle from Cadillac. Uh, this is going to be their 120, 150K plus electric car and more or less this is kind of picking up where the ct6 left off uh cadillac is saying this is going to be a world-class thing so they want to compete with the you know mercedes-benz uh eqs uh whatever the electric bmw 7 series is going to be the tesla model s the lucid air so on and so forth and you know this cadillac i think is probably going to deliver on most of that at least in terms of size uh, opulence and luxury for the four passengers that will be able to fit within it. Um, it's going to have this new expansive touchscreen that goes from the driver uh, gauge cluster all the way over to the passenger that will be able to touch and work in different ways. Um, since LCD screen technology is getting so interesting and changing in so many different ways for phones, I see no reason why this wouldn't work. Whether or not GM's actually going to be able to implement it and make it work the way that this concept seems to be showing, I guess I have my doubts. Uh, GM is very good about promising a lot and somehow delivering it, but not fully implementing it in the way that you want it to be, and then dropping it <laughs> like a hat after the uh, you know fashion season is over. So we'll kind of see what's going on there. I think the interesting thing about the Celestique overall is that you know they're really shooting for the moon with this thing uh, in a way that GM doesn't typically do. Um, they're also showing off this like glass roof thing where um, it's got these uh, photovoltaic cells in it, um, kind of like what you get in an S-Class or a, a Toyota Venza. Um, these Cadillac panels will be able to go full black like uh, Mercedes has, uh, but what's different about them is you will be able to do them in quadrants. So um, the driver, the front passenger, and the two rear passengers can set them to different opacities uh, or be fully open or fully closed. There's also some kind of system where uh, these uh, cells will be able to interact with the different settings inside the car in terms of like mood lighting and other things uh, to be able to let certain amounts of light in or interact in a certain way with things that are going on outside. What exactly that means, again, like the full digital dashboard, I'm not fully certain of. I'm not necessarily getting my hopes up, but uh, GM, being GM, they'll find a way to deliver it it's just whether the implementation is actually going to be that good so kind of remains to be seen but uh, they did say it's going to be a dual motor all-wheel drive sedan with four-wheel steering uh, it'll probably be quite quick given that it'll probably be using the same powertrain from the hummer ev um, so probably just about as fast as the lucid air or tesla model s in ludicrous mode um, yeah 
I, I think GM has a target on a lot of things that they want to do, and hopefully they're going to be able to deliver. Uh, they fleshed out some more information about the uh, Hummer EV, specifically with the Watts to Freedom mode and some new technology that they're integrating uh, that was developed by Bose. Uh, basically, when you engage the Watts to Freedom uh, drive select thing, uh, it's going to use a combination of audio cues, speakers, and vibrating elements to make it really feel like this thing is getting racy and edgy and whatever else. And it's going to be a full sensory experience, is what they're calling it. Uh, that could have some in interesting applications outside of the Hummer EV. So we'll kind of see what happens there. Uh, they did mention how the system's going to work and that it's going to. Uh, raise or lower the battery temperature in a certain way uh, and lower the truck down to a certain level to basically make it as aerodynamic and as grippy as possible. Uh, so think like how the Tesla goes into cheetah stance mode and then you rips off from a stop. Uh, the Hummer is basically going to be doing the same thing. Uh, the other stuff that they mentioned, at least in terms of cars that they showed off in the first segment, is that they've got a couple of projects from Cadillac, uh, a couple of products from Buick, and a couple of products from Chevrolet to show off. Uh, the two Buicks are both crossovers that will be based on the Velite naming thing, I think is what they're calling it, in China. Here in the US, I'm not sure if it's going to carry that name or not. Uh, the Velite in China starts as low as like $16,000 for a base trim model. Um, these new ones, I think, are going to go a bit beyond that, given their Ultium architecture, battery technology, motor technology, and so forth. Uh, one of them, to me reminds me a lot of the Polestar 2 where it's basically a sedan body but raised up a little bit like a crossover. Um, that Buick I think could be pretty interesting and kind of sits in that weird spot that has been left unoccupied uh, by the death of the Regal and the Regal Tour X. The other one uh, is a larger crossover that some people seem to be thinking is a Corvette electric crossover like the Mustang Mach-E. Given that the guy basically said it's a Buick uh, I don't see any reason why we should think it's a Corvette. We can debate the politics of that in a different episode. Um, but, you know, more or less, this seems to be kind of a electric-y, sporty, crossover-y type thing that's going to slot in between the Envision uh, and the, what is it, the Enclave in the crossover lineup at Buick. Um, so I'm excited to see what both of those are. They have some very interesting visual cues that are very different from what Buicks currently carry. Um, I, I think I mean that more by the how the DRLs are shaped. You can see some Buick resemblance, but I think these are going to be catered a little bit more towards the Chinese market, um, which could have some interesting effects here in the U.S. Uh, as Buick continues to evolve into this multinational brand. The other two vehicles shown off in the background were Chevrolets. Uh, the big one is the new Chevrolet electric pickup truck, with which we know almost nothing. Uh, rumors have suggested that it is a Silverado-sized truck. Other rumors have suggested that it's a sub-Colorado-sized truck. Uh, given that the Hummer EV is somewhere between a Colorado and a Silverado in general terms of size, uh, this Chevy looks smaller. So if it is on that smaller end, this leads some credence to earlier stories that had reported that the Chevy EV truck would be a cheap play um, at a truck market. 
um, so it would be going under cost of the uh, F-150 EV that's going to be coming out later this year. Um, it would also be undercutting the uh, Rivian R1T, the Cybertruck, so on and so forth. Um, so this is meant to be more of like an urban style pickup truck. Uh, Style-wise, I think what's interesting, at least based on this photograph, is this lighting element that goes across the front um, from basically corner to corner on the front grille. Um, and it also incorporates the Chevy bow tie into that lighting element. There are, are also some small circles that go underneath it. And really the whole visual style of the front to me just goes Chevy SSR, um, where it's that kind of uh, 40s style pickup truck front that they tried to do with the SSR and could be a very interesting thing Going into the future, it really kind of bats against where GM and Chevrolet are at in terms of styling cues right now, um, which is kind of exciting because I don't really care for a lot of the Chevrolet visual elements at this point in time. Uh, as much as I think the Trailblazer works really well, and I guess the Blazer does too, and I guess to some extent the Camaro, um, the rest of it is, is largely a miss for me. So... This could be an interesting play in the not-too-distant future. Uh, the other vehicle which, with which I'm assuming is a Chevrolet, it's because it's got that LED element that goes from edge to edge across the front of the vehicle, um, we don't really know a whole lot about. Uh, we know that there is the Bolt Gen 2 and the Bolt EUV coming out uh, later this summer. Uh, those vehicles will not be based on an Altium platform with Altium batteries and motors, um, and instead are a continuation of what the Bolt currently is. This new vehicle seems to be a little bit bigger than what they're anticipating the Bolt EUV to be. No real guesses beyond that of what that is. My hope is that maybe this is the next generation Equinox and it's outright replacing the Equinox in the lineup. Uh, the Trailblazer, I think, has found an interesting niche. Uh, same thing with the Blazer in a different way. I think replacing the Equinox as a high volume seller with an EV is a very smart play. And uh, this thing jumping into that spot, uh, I think, is a pretty smart move. Now, the next big thing that GM talked about in their presentation is future mobility solutions. And they showed two wild, out of the baseball park, out into outer space concepts that I suppose could happen. Um, but uh, yeah, not exactly what I think we want right now in 2021. Uh, these are both Cadillac branded experiments, the first of which is a uh, pod, I guess is what I would use to call it. It's a, it's a micro minivan. Um, this seems to be kind of picking up on whatever the automated driving mobility thing that uh, is coming out from GM in the not too distant future, whose name of which I cannot remember. Um, this this thing would be Cadillac branded, so luxury, four-seat interior. You kind of face each other. It's meant to kind of be like a meeting space on wheels to get you from appointment to appointment. Um, it looks like a really compacted Escalade without like a driver's seat. So it would drive on its own uh, in urban environments, presumably at very, very low speeds. Um, if you've seen the most recent season of Westworld, think of the taxi vehicles that are in that show. This would be the Cadillac equivalent of that. The other vehicle they showed off also, if you've seen the most recent season of Westworld, uh, was some of the flying vehicles that uh, motor around 
Los Angeles and other environments. Uh, this is basically a Cadillac brand branded version of that. Uh, it's a four rotor helicopter type thing. Uh, it's a VTOL is what they're calling it, so a vertical takeoff and landing. Uh, this thing looks like it would seat maybe two people, um, but it would use a 90 kilowatt hour Altium battery pack arranged in some kind of special way um, with four independent uh, rotors that would basically move the vehicle around uh, in urban environments and could take you from building to building, hospital, points of interest, whatever. This, of course, is touching on the luxury business class transportation solution shit that, you know, of course, negates any future discussion of what, you know, public transportation should be and instead caters only to the wealthy elites that have the money for some stupid idea like this. Um, pie in the sky, you know, it's fun to think about. It's interesting to think of an electric helicopter being, you know, a future vehicle, but... Uh, Cadillac, I, I feel like you're generally, genuinely wasting your time on both of these things at this point in time. So, eh, we'll kick that one aside. Uh, the other big announcement that GM had is that they have a new uh, electric vehicle uh, delivery platform that they're going to be using in the not too distant future. Uh, this solution is called Bright Drop, uh, and it is going to be a part of General Motors, but kind of spun off to do its own little thing. So, Bright Drop is going to be. Um, First off, a distribution platform. So think of like the logistics that Amazon does or that a lot of businesses do with FedEx and UPS when it comes to, you know, order fulfillment, shipping, final delivery of packages, stuff like that. Bright Drop is saying that they're going to be able to help with that uh, as we continue to adapt into uh, an EV future. Uh, the main thing that they're kind of building this around beyond some technology services is this uh, mobile uh, pallet system that is uh, electrically operated. Uh, so if you've ever used like a, an electric pallet jack, this would be similar to that, but would be guided by your hand movements. So it would be electrically assisted for you to haul, you know, a couple hundred pounds easily in these electric pallets, um, you know, down a hallway, up a ramp. Uh, into a truck, so on and so forth. Uh, from that pallet system, uh, they have an all-new EV uh, delivery van called the EV600. This heavy-duty van has got the Rivian delivery van square in its sights, um, in addition to what I think what Canoe has. Um, there's the EV startup in the UK, whose name I've completely forgotten about. Um, basically, GM is going, hey, this is our thing. Fuck you. Uh, this EV600 is going to be partnered with FedEx initially, which is interesting because UPS is using uh, the new Rivian vans uh, as well as Amazon. Um, I think UPS also has a specialty designed van that's coming from the UK, again, of which I cannot remember the name of. Um, but this GM thing is using the Altium platform, the Altium batteries, the Altium motors, all of which is going to be shared with the Hummer EV, the Celestique, the Lyric, the Chevy truck, the whatever. Um, so in theory, these things could be serviced at any local Chevy dealer, any Buick or Cadillac dealer. If something happens, you're going to have a solution to get things fixed. And, you know, Bright Drop could really change the way that a lot of delivery services work in the near future because as everybody kind of rushes to compete with Amazon, having a platform like this with these kind of mobility solutions built in, 
could be pretty interesting. And I think the, one of the more interesting things that they showed off, at least in terms of the bright drop segment, is that these delivery vans, at least in concept, have this system where uh, the side of the vehicle folds out and lowers down where you can load these bright drop uh, EV pallets right into the side, and then they would fold up and in directly to the vehicle so that you have to do no lifting, no dangerous movements. It's all done automatically into the van. Um, that, I think, is a pretty cool future, especially someone who's worked delivery and logistics stuff on and off for the past six years. Um, I think this is a very cool approach to the future. So we'll see kind of what comes with Bright Drop going forward. I think overall what to take away from GM and the CES announcements about Ultium is that they are not a legacy automaker when it comes to this stuff. And for people who are big Tesla fans, who are big, you know, EV people to dismiss GM and what they're doing, I think is a huge mistake. Because outside of Tesla, the only other car company that's really had their feet this deep in the EV market this long has been GM. And whether you go all the way back to the EV1 and the S10 EV, GM's been dabbling in this for a long, long time. And, you know, I will openly admit that I am still a GM fanboy down to my tippy tippy toes. And that comes from years of brain worms and brainwashing in my family. But I don't think this is stuff to really joke about. They know batteries, they know electric motors, they know vehicle platforms, they are going to be able to deliver on this. And I think if they can produce these things at the right price, sell them at the right costs, uh, and, you know, be able to build them fast enough and not have production constraints with batteries and other technologies, uh, I think they're going to eat Tesla's lunch with this thing. And it's going to be interesting to watch, especially as other automakers kind of come into this, what GM's going to be able to do. Because as much as Volkswagen says that they are going to be able to deliver, um, you know, the MEB architecture being in a lot of different things, um, yeah, I think Altium is really the one to look out for. So yeah, um, if you want to catch up with kind of what GM talked about, if you head on over to YouTube, just type in, you know, uh, GM CES 2021, you can watch a lot of different versions of the presentation that have been cut up and cut down. So uh, yeah, it's pretty cool. Definitely check it out. Uh, so after the bump, we'll kind of wrap things up and uh, talk about where we're maybe headed for the rest of the week for the show. So we'll see you in just a moment. that just about wraps up this episode of the charge or die podcast for january 18th 2021 if you want to follow along with uh, me on twitter you can do so at twitter.com slash iceman that's y-s-s-m-a-n and you can follow along with episodes of this show at anchor.fm slash charge or die uh this week in terms of news like i said there's a kia announcement coming sometime in the near future uh presumably the hyundai ionic announcement is coming as well so we'll definitely be talking about those when full details arrive 
There's been uh, an interesting video, if you've got time, uh, posted on the Smoking Tires YouTube channel where they review the new Mustang Mach-E. Uh, they've got some really good insights talking about uh, the platform, the tuning, uh, the charging network. Uh, I, I really think Matt's opinion of the vehicle is good, you know, generally good about how things work compared to, you know, what we've seen from so many other platforms in the past week or two. Um, yeah, I really, I really value what him and Zach talked about uh, on that episode. So definitely go and check that out. Uh, other stuff is happening. I, I, yeah, I don't know. It's cold outside. My EV doesn't have very good range. It's been weird. Um, so wherever you are, I hope you are staying warm, wearing a mask, washing your hands. Uh, I hope you're ready for Wednesday. Hopefully good things come of it uh, afterwards. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a good week, guys, I hope. So uh, have a great rest of the week. Maybe we'll see you later this week. Um, so until then, we'll see you on the next episode of the Charge or Die podcast. See you then.